welcome to the What I Love About Men podcast. I'm your host, Steph Ganowski. After having multiple negative experiences with men, I started to believe all men were toxic. That is, until a few male strangers challenged my belief completely. This made me realize that a major problem with men in relationships stems from the fact that most men don't really love themselves or pay enough attention to their own strengths. I want to change that. Now I'm on a mission to help men thrive mentally, emotionally, physically, and sexually in their relationships with themselves and with women. So stay tuned and see how my passion can help you as a man. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode on the What I Love About Men podcast. Before I dive into today's topic, head over to iTunes and leave a rating and review on this podcast. Just type in What I Love About Men, find me, find my pretty little face, and scroll down to the bottom and leave a two-sentence review. It would mean the world to me, plus I'll give you something special for the month of December for the holiday season. Christmas is my favorite season, so I'm going to reward you with something, a gift, if you can give me that gift of the review. Yeah, so (laughs) please do that. I would love it. Thanks. Anyway, today's topic, I wanted to dive in with acknowledging your efforts. And this goes out to all the guys who feel like they're not enough, they're not doing enough, they're not deserving of a good woman, of a good job. You feel like you're you're not working hard enough. And even though most of you are, um, for instance, I had a client this morning and he gets caught in this place of just feeling like, you know, am I am I doing enough? And, you know, it's easy to fall in that trap of perfectionism or feeling unworthy uh, based on, you know, if you just went through a breakup or based on, you know, the relationship you have with your current uh, lover or parents or, you know, something emotional just happened. It's easy to get emotions. It's easy to let emotions take over you and allow you to lose control of those emotions. And the thing that puts you back in control of your emotions is acknowledging you, your efforts, you know, the great shit you've done all this year, you know, it's 2019. What have you done all year to prove that you're proud of yourself, to prove that you're in a state of progress, that you're moving forward, that you're feeling good. And hey, if you're not, then it's a good indicator of, okay, well, what could I have done this year to make progress? Therefore, what will I do in 2020 to move ahead? Um, You know, my client who's struggling with this, this mindset of, you know, pretty much taking ownership over all of his hard work throughout the year and all the people he served and his success and, you know, massive amounts of success, super humble guy, like achieving great things and helping so many people. And he's having a hard time seeing that. And what makes it easy to see that and trust that, trust that that is you, is to acknowledge it, is to shine some light on it. You know, it doesn't mean you're arrogant. You can do it in a way that's, as I told my client, in a way that's just for you, just to boost your self-esteem in that regard. So what this can mean is journaling it out, you know, making a list of what you got, what you accomplished in 2019. What did you do throughout the year that you're proud of, that you didn't do the year before, you didn't have in your life the year before, you didn't even think of the year before, but you got it done this year. And it could be something as simple as, hey, I started I started going to the gym, you know, a couple times a month. And that's something, you know, I haven't been doing in years. So even if it's something little like that or, you know, for me, one of my favorite things I did this year was I ran my first mile in my life. And you guys probably know the story if you keep up with my podcast of that limiting belief that I can never run a mile my entire life. And then this year was finally the year I'm like, fuck it, I'm doing it. And I did it. And that's like, 
one of my shining moments of 2019 and I will never forget it. Um, and it's, it's good to put yourself in that headspace of remembering things like that. Like something as little as that makes me so happy when I think about it. Cause I'm like, yeah, like I did that. I fought for that and I made that happen. And you know, something else that's, that's really small, but may sound silly. I'm just going to share an example of myself here with you is, you know, fighting for little things because, and the example I'm going to show you is like, I, I have, I have an Audi. I just got, I just leased a new Audi. I know I'm an idiot. (laughs) You're an idiot. Uh, I just leased a new Audi and a few months ago. And what happened was they had to do a recall. So I, brought the car in, had to get a rental, and then had to pay insurance for the day on the rental. So my argument to Audi was, I shouldn't have to pay the insurance on the rental because it's your fault that you had to do a recall for the airbag safety of my car. And that was my argument. And I know it probably doesn't make sense to a lot of people, and but it was what I believed was right. And I fought for it. And I fought for literally like two months back and forth, emailing different pieces of, you know, evidence and receipts and, you know, spoke to three different people. Two of them like just talked me down. Like one guy was like so rude in terms of customer service right to my face at Audi. And then I wrote a complaint to Audi and then I tried to reach out to the owners. And it was back and forth phone tag for two months. And every day on my list of things to do, I had, you know, respond to Audi again. And it was just this annoying thing. And you know what, guys? The insurance cost $16. So <laughs> it wasn't about the money. It was about me fighting for something I believed in that I knew was right and that I wasn't going to back down from until I won that fight in a way that made me feel good about the situation and good about myself. And and I did it. And uh, yesterday or two days ago, I got an email saying, you know, Stephanie, we appreciate your patience during this process. I'm so glad I could help you through this. And congratulations, because they bumped it up to $50 um, for your for your time and for your concern. Like out of goodwill, this is a one time we're doing that, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But I was like, I won. <laughs> I won. <laughs> it was just like one of those moments where it was so small and so silly and like, I didn't have to be doing that or wasting time doing that every day, but it was just like, it was just a piece of me that didn't want to give up. And I, and I know that like how you do anything is how you do everything. And that's one of my mantras for life. And whenever I'm in a situation where it's like, no, you can do something about this stuff. Like, don't let it go. No matter how much the win, like the win wasn't the $16 or even the $50 wasn't what made me happy. It was that I, I stood for something I thought was right. And I didn't back down until I was you know, given what I thought I deserved. And I just think like parts of that, like little things like that make me feel good about myself because I can sit back and I can say, I didn't give up and, and you can do this too. And it's about catching these moments and looking for these opportunities to stand for yourself and to make a, to make a mark for yourself. Like this is the type of person I am because I do this because I do A, B, and C. And you know, if you admire certain traits or qualities in other people, then it's then it's acknowledging, hey, I have these qualities in myself and, you know, I can improve on these qualities by doing more of this and this. You know, I would love to volunteer next year more. That's something I did in 2018. I totally dropped it in 2019. So I want to get back on that to give more to the community. Um, 
you know, so that's, it's just acknowledging those pieces of what you admire and certain characteristics you admire and trying to just take ownership of them. But when you do take ownership of them, acknowledge it, you know, point it out to yourself, give yourself some credit, you know, and it's not like to say, oh, like, you know, you should, you should be proud and pat yourself on the back and, I mean, I think you should do that. <laughs> you should do both those things. But, you know, this isn't just about like, oh, be positive and, and do what's right. This is about if you want to be a good person in this world and you want to feel good about yourself, you got to back yourself up with reasons why you feel good about yourself. Otherwise, you're not going to feel it. Like, if you want to be a good person, you want to feel like a good person. And you're not going to feel like it without evidence or without proof. Um, so it's important to have the proof. But then acknowledge it because that's what motivates us to push forward. You know, whenever you have, whenever you know, if you know something you do makes you feel better about yourself, you're more likely to do that thing and then feel even more better about yourself. But you have to know what you're doing in order to feel better. If you don't ever shine the light on what you're doing, then you can't feel better. You can't continue on that path. You know, and this is exactly why so many people just stay in this fixed mindset of, oh, I can't change or, oh, I can't, you know, do this, like that will never work for me. And then they just, you know, they stay on, they stay, they keep doing those things and they're like, oh, like, yeah, I'd love to have that, but like, this is my life. And if you really keep a fixed mindset like that and you believe you can't make changes or you can't feel better, then, then you can't, you simply can't because that's your belief structure. And, um, you know, I was also talking to my client today about the way you believe the person you are, like we have a certain belief around our identity, right? Of who we believe we are and who we believe we can be. And if you have a certain belief, whether it be negative or positive, that's still your belief. And that's what you're going to show to other people. And that's what you're going to attract um, people who are similar to that belief style. So for instance, if you believe that you're not, not worthy of good things or the things you do are never, will never be good enough, and you honestly believe whatever you do is never enough, you're going to attract a woman who, no matter what, she won't be pleased by you. Because that's what you believe about yourself, and that's what that woman believes about you, because that's what you're attracting. Um, like attracts like. That's really how it is. And um, so it's important to, before you go into dating in a serious relationship, it's important to have your belief structure in a healthy place, you know, to to love yourself and to appreciate yourself and acknowledge your efforts, um, you know, and it's not to say that you're not s still working hard on yourself. It's not to say, oh, I deserve, I deserve a big break because I'm a good enough person. Like, you know, see, we do deserve breaks here and there, but th this isn't about like, oh, stop working. You're too hard on yourself. This is about acknowledge your efforts and keep going. Okay. Keep moving forward. Just keep going. What can you do? What can you do now? And it's not in an overbearing sense either. You know, what you could do now is simply get more, get more excited about your life. You know, find something that, um, find something to look forward to. Because that's important too. In order to move forward at a healthy rate and, and keep our distractions on positive good things moving forward, we have to get excited for life. You know, you have to have some things that that um that motivate you to keep to keep pushing the needle forward and keep going. Cause, you know, if you're in a shit situation and you have a lot of anxiety in the moment, you know, what's gonna keep you pushing through all that? There has to be some end goal or some end feeling that you're 
on the lookout for that you that you want to feel more of. So like if I want to feel this, you know, I got to get this done first, then I can feel that way, then I can do this. Um, so it's really good to just have clarity in terms of, you know, being able to move forward. And that's another thing I was talking specifically with one of the clients I just got off the phone with is just, you know, being clear about the emotions you want to feel. Because if you're not in control over your emotions, your emotions are controlling you. And most likely that means that if you're, you know, in a pattern of anger that you associate with a specific person and you never choose to be anything else with that person, then anger is going to be the automatic feeling that comes up. Emotion. Okay. So you're going to be with this person. And if, if you get angry every time you're with them, then that's, you're just building an association and you're going along with it versus if you say, hey, I get to choose how I feel. How do I want to feel with this person next time I see them? I don't want to feel angry, so how do I want to feel? I want to feel relaxed. I want to feel I want to feel like I could just have a conversation with them and distance myself emotionally and think more logically. I want to feel like like I can see the good in that person, regardless of how much I fucking hate them. You know, so it's really just about setting yourself up and setting your brain up for a way in a, in a way that builds a new association, that builds a new pattern, that that triggers a new emotion. And that's when you know you're in control of your emotions, when you can determine which one you want to be, which one you want to feel and which one you don't. And guess what? Sometimes you feel like shit and that's not how you want to feel. But but it's healthy to just you know, let your body feel what it needs to. What I'm talking about is dwelling and ruminating. You know, if if you're dwelling on a certain emotion and you really, it makes no sense to be there anymore. Like, you know, say you have, you broke up with your, you know, your ex-wife and you got your relationship with your ex-wife you have to deal with because you got kids and, you know, you're angry every single time you see her. After a year, you don't have to hold that anger. Okay, that's what I'm saying. It's healthy to be angry in the beginning. It's not healthy to hold it for for no reason. Okay. So even if there is a reason, it's time to move past from that emotion that's hurt, that's negative and not serving you. So it's about being in control and and in being control and being well Oh my god, I just had like a brain fart with that sentence structure. <laughs> well, being in control means that you know what emotion you want to feel and you know how to bring that up in yourself through through memories, through, you know, past experiences, just think of a time and feel it in your body, a time when you felt really relaxed. You know, how can you think like that next time you're with your ex-wife? And it's really, it's really as simple as that. It's not easy, but it's as simple as that. So, so yeah, I just wanted to do this quick podcast just to remind you guys that you have control over where your thoughts go. And it's not easy to keep them in in a positive place when you want them to be, right? But but it is simple and you have to remind yourself you can do it. it is really a big part of it, like I said, is acknowledging where you've been, how far you've come, what you've done. And if you want to use the tactic that I used of making a list of 2000, I did this last year, 2018, accomplishments and I have a huge ass whiteboard in my my parents uh, New Jersey house and they have a huge whiteboard and I just filled up the whole entire thing with things that I did the past year that I didn't do the year before that 
things that I did in 2018. And after I wrote that list, guys, I felt fucking amazing. I took a picture of it, sent it to my mom. Well, I brought her down and showed it to her. <laughs> I was like, mom, look, look at all this stuff. I did. And it was just really, it was good for me to just see that and see it all on paper. You know, sometimes we got to write shit out. Sometimes you just got to view it with a different eye. Your physical eye is different from your mind's eye. Your mind's eye could be, get very cloudy. When you write things down, it, it clears it up. You're able to see it from a new lens, literally. Okay, so it's, um, it's important. It's important to do that. It's important to get it out of your head and on paper so that you can see it from that different viewpoint. Also, sometimes when you have, when you have a lot going on in your head, um, a lot of your thoughts can stem from your childhood or your conditioned behavior um, based on when you were younger, right? So you have a certain way of thinking about it. And if you've never thought about something from your adult brain, then it just, you're thinking of it like a child. Um, so unless you specifically call it out and bring awareness to it as an adult and say, how can I, what am I really concerned with now as an adult? It really changes the whole scope of things. Um, so that's another thing too, with right, the power of writing things down is your adult brain is able to look at it in a different way than just being in your head floating around from, you know, being impacted from your younger years. You're putting it on paper and you're looking at it from like, okay, as an adult right now, how do I feel about this? Oh shit, feels fucking good. And you get to see that differently. So there's just a lot of power in writing it down and especially the, the full year, um, the year's worth of events of what you've achieved and what you feel good about and what you learned, even from past relationships, even from breakups that were heartaches. What did you learn from that person? You know, I just did a YouTube video on this yesterday. And if you don't follow me on YouTube, it's Steph Ganowski is the name. Don't wear it out. <laughs> S-T-E-P-H-G-A-N-O-W-S-K-I. Um, I did a I did a post, a YouTube video on two ways to handle breakups. You know, you can handle them in the way that um that makes you that makes you learn from it. You can learn from that relationship and say, hey, okay, this relationship sucked. Uh, she was a bitch. But what I got from it was A, B, and C. Uh, and I talk about this in the video. Then there's the other way where it's like, okay, um, you know, maybe I'll just, uh, maybe I'll just check in on them again. Or maybe, you know, you get obsessive over them and it's like you hate them, but you want to see them. And it's that, it's that really uh, negative way of moving forward because you're actually not moving forward. You're just staying in the past. So there's, there's different ways of reacting to breakups where one gives you a lot, lot of value, a ton of value. Another one makes you feel like shit over and over again. So you get to choose which one you want to be. But even when you're writing your 2019, uh, you know, history of accomplishments, you can take note of that too. Like out of everyone you dated, even if it wasn't physical, I mean, uh, like long-term serious things, just out of all those women, what did each one of them teach you? I know I could go through the men I've dated this year and, and get a lesson from each of them. It's really cool to do that because then you're not looking at them in any way where it's you're resentful or, you know, hurt. It's like, oh, that person, I can associate with something good. And the more you can associate things with things that help you and serve you and teach you, the more you're going to go out in the world and see and be aware of things that teach you and serve you and help you. Because that's what you're putting in your brain. That's what you're focusing your mind to do. Our, our brain is a program. You know, we get to program it. We're in charge. So if you get in certain habits of thinking in certain ways and asking the right questions, then you get the right answers and you get things back that you actually 
you know, actually inform you and make you help you grow and help you make better decisions moving forward next time you're dating someone. You know, ask yourself good questions, you get good answers. Ask yourself terrible questions, you get terrible answers. That's that's really how we're we're wired. So take advantage of it. Um, so I hope you guys really do make the 2019 list and just do it right now. You know, I don't know, not if you're driving, but you know, if you're driving, just say it out loud. Honestly, sometimes when I'm in the car and I'm I'm driving and I have nothing, uh, well, I always have something to do, but like <laughs> if I'm driving, I usually talk out loud to myself and I'll just say things like, you know, it was great when this happened. And you know what I'd like to do more of this? How can I do that? Oh, I could do this. So I just kind of like brainstorm in my head. So if you're in the car right now, feel free to just, you know, when this is done, just turn it off for a second and just say, okay, what am I, what good, what good shit came from 2019? Like, what am I, what am I proud of? What accomplishment? What did I achieve? What can I do better? You know, what, what was the biggest lesson I learned? Um, Just do a little recap for yourself and it will feel good. It'll feel good. Even if you didn't do shit, like it will feel good to get clear on the fact you didn't do shit and then it will help you come up with a better game plan for next year, <laughs> right? I know there's some areas of my life where I'm like, nah, I didn't really work on this too much this year. I'm going to do it next year. Um, but just hold yourself to it. Come up with a plan to do it. Um, and if you need a plan, reach out to me because that's literally what I do with my clients. We come up with a strategic plan with action steps, very, very specific so that so that men, my guys know what they're doing. Um you know, every week by week. So reach out to me, go to sgdatingcoach.com and I'd love to help you guys. The first call is complimentary. So if you got 30 minutes and you got something you want or you're struggling with one thing and you want to get out of there and towards the thing you want, then, you know, I'm your girl. Call me up. Don't call me up, but uh, go to (laughs) to sgdatingcoach.com, click on the contact form, fill that out, and then I'll schedule the complimentary call with you. Uh, I'd love to help you guys. So that is it. Don't forget to rate and review this podcast on iTunes and check out my YouTube because you guys will probably enjoy that video I was just explaining to you. Steph Ganowski on YouTube, uh, Steph Ganowski on Instagram. And that's it, guys. Have an amazing day, evening, or night wherever you are in the world. And I will talk to you soon. Bye.